Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pod Bible Podcast, a very special bonus episode of the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson. I am the editor of the magazine and your host for today's episode. And it's very exciting. We're going to be talking to three brand new guests on the Pod Bible Podcast uh, very shortly. But before we do that, I've got to tell you, we've got a brand new magazine out. It came out yesterday, if you're listening on the Monday. Uh, if you're listening further into the future, it doesn't matter when it came out. All that matters is that if you go to podbiblemag.com, you can read the brand new magazine or you can order it to your door to be delivered to you. And we have one of our biggest cover stars yet, massive in the world of podcasting, one of the most popular podcasts out there worldwide. They've toured all across the world. They've done massive shows at the Sydney Opera House, the Royal Albert Hall, all sorts of different places. They are, of course, Jamie, James and Alice from My Dad Wrote a Porno. Now, I I don't know about you, but My Dad Wrote Porno was one of the very early podcasts I got into. And uh, it's just such a great example of what you can do with podcasting that you could not do uh, on the radio um, and in many other formats. So, yeah, we're big fans of the show, big fans of the three of them. And it was great to have a chat with them. And if you want to see that interview and have a little read, they talk about the brand new series that's coming out. Uh, and how the show came about and uh, oh, there's loads of behind the scenes info um, go to podbiblemag.com and you can have a read all right what have we got coming up today well today's bonus episode is a chance to showcase some of the podcasts that have advertised in the latest pod bible magazine or in previous issues of pod bible magazine shows that we just feel like they deserve an extra bit of a spotlight basically um so we've got three shows um three fairly different shows who are going to um talk about their shows um maybe i'll say shows again in a second um no recommendations on this bonus episode just three sets of podcasters talking about their shows i told you told you i'd say it again um so we're going to get straight into that and first up we have michael who's the host of change makers Michael, tell me all about your podcast, please. Well, Steve, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm, I'm here to talk about Changemakers. It's very much about people in changing times. Um, the background to it was very much the lockdown and actually thinking about the tales of our time in a, um, in a very sort of, you know, historical and completely unique situation we used to run change makers as an event we used to call it the kind of self-styled davos for the disruptive that was the general idea but with change makers the podcast we've gone well beyond business to look at the human experience in all its forms um and from everything from from business itself right the way through to satirists We've looked at um, everything from racism in sport to disability to music, a real kind of tapestry of tales um, to try and give listeners something to think about as they approach their own lives um, and um, want to think differently about it and um, some thoughts about where things might go. And so in regards to becoming a podcast, why, why was that a decision? Well, obviously, as a physical event, Changemakers happened year on year and... Um, it was um, it was great when we were all together. I think I think the thing about um, lockdown, uh, we were no different than everyone else, is that we couldn't get together in the same way. I used to present a, a TV show called The Capital Conversation, and people were saying to me, "You should do Change Makers as a podcast." And um, I thought, 
Absolutely. And so we, we got it going. We do um, two shows a week now. What we found was that people really like the premise. Um, and, and so it, it feels like it, it fits very naturally as a conversation. And um, the medium of voice is a great way to, um, to actually sort of bring it all together. And how did you come to sort of settle on the, the concept of the podcast? Well, we took, I suppose, what we'd learned from Changemakers as, as a physical event, which was that people wanted to be inspired. People wanted to think about their own lives. And what we found was that they wanted a, um, a multitude of experiences to try and um, draw inspiration from. And, and when, we, um, when we ran the events, we, we would find that it was speakers like the Bricks and Soup Kitchen or Kerry Kennedy talking about her father, Robert F. Kennedy, and human rights that were the things that really seemed to get people's attention. And um, so conceptually, my thinking about it was, was that this could be a kind of Canterbury Tales of the 21st centuries. You know, that was the book about the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, that sort of like many, many stories. Um, What we felt about Changemakers was that this could be that, that the tapestry of tales to actually draw inspirations from lots and lots of different influences. Um, so whereas many of the guests are, are very well known, um, there'll be people that have got a high degree of, of fame and recognition in what they do. Many are not. Um, many are just inspiring lives, inspiring people that I've no doubt people will go on to hear from, but they are active activists. They are people that are, thinking positively about what they can do to affect change and we wanted to curate those stories bring them together for a a listener base that wanted to sort of I think feel potentially positively potentially optimistically when a lot of things around you would would suggest the opposite that you know just how difficult life has been when we're not together um so a lot of the show is about hope it's about the future and what the lessons um, that we're going through might well teach us about the better world that, that people want to live in. And so, Michael, for a new listener, if you was to point them in the direction of the podcast, would there be a specific episode that you would say, this episode here will give you a really rounded insight as to what we're trying to achieve with this podcast? Or would you say, start at the beginning and work your way through? Uh, or, or just dive in. I mean, I, I think... The, the great thing about having now got a good um, back catalogue of interviews away is that it depends what you're feeling. You know, I mentioned Carrie Kennedy, but her talking about the activism that she saw in her father's era and what that meant for the Black Lives Matter marches last year through to Yanis Varoufakis, the Greek economist. Um, I think he has the highest listenership of, of all of the um, interviews. But I think this is as much about... Rory Bremner on satire and Matthew Flamini, the Arsenal footballer on, you know, starting over or um, Dr. Caroline Casey about disability um, and her work with the Valuable 500 or Evelyn Glennie talking, you know, she's the deaf percussionist that she talks about how do you really listen? So I think a lot of it really does depend on what you are feeling at the time and what you want to get out of the conversations. Because I think, they are all very, very different um, in, in the way that they they speak to the life experiences of really interesting people. And moving forwards, what can we expect? Well, I think we've only just got the show on the road. So I think 2020 was the kind of 
um, proof of concept year, I guess, that, that there was something here that that could live. We, we've just moved um, Changemakers onto its own, its own um, platform. And I would like to see uh, more shows, more interviewers. We've got um, a series of special box sets coming up. Uh, we're doing uh, one with the um, travel business, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, on sustainable travel around the world in eight episodes. Um, we are doing a, um, a really special project with the University of London called How Has COVID Changed Us, where we're looking at everything from really the cradle to the grave and everything in between in terms of how living through this you know, historic experience with the pandemic may well have changed us um, in the long run. Great British brands looking at sort of places that we might, um, uh, companies we might shop with in the future. And then of course the core change maker interviews themselves where we are going to continue, um, I hope really inspiring um, conversations. The other thing I, sh I should say as well is that every month we have a, a really fabulous playlist that the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra put together where they match words with music um, the ideas um, and I think that's another special part of it that we'll we'll seek to take forward um, in, in in the year ahead but I really feel that we've kind of reached um, a point now where I think change makers has become a bit of a talking point wonderful and if people want to listen to that where's the best platform for them to to go and access that wherever you listen to your podcast you can get it on Spotify Apple audio boom or go to changemakers.works is the website for it so um, alongside the podcast we have an editorial side to it as well where we um where we start to think about the interviews in aggregate what are the themes what are the ideas so there's an edit um alongside that so it's, it's very much a platform where you can get um everything and more wonderful michael thank you so much thanks a lot see you cheers Thank you, Michael, for that chat. Changemakers, go and have a listen. It's available now. Type it into your phone, into your podcast app, and you can be listening within seconds. Within seconds of finishing this episode, I should say. That is quite key. Okay, next up on the podcast, we have uh, another great show that's well worth getting your teeth into. Uh, and we are speaking to James from Digging the Crates. Okay, Vice Beats, tell me all about your podcast, please. So the podcast is called Digging the Crates, and the idea of it is that it's an exploration into hip-hop culture. So see, there's quite a few podcasts out there about hip-hop, but I mean, my background is that I've been a hip-hop journalist for about 10, 12-ish years now. So uh, I was with Wordplay Magazine, and I've done various things for various mags over time, and I've been doing podcasting for years. So like I... I, this kind of is the culmination of all of my interest in terms of hip hop because it's it's looking at the variety of different people and assets to the culture so it's it's looking at not only the the lyricists and the producers but also the the change makers within the scene so it's kind of the people who are activists trying to support it and you know the teachers and the writers and you know kind of all the variety of people who make up the rich culture that's become hip hop because I mean, it's, it's so prominent now. And I think there's quite a lot of us that have grown up with this in different ways. And I know that it's taught me how to 
be, I guess, communicative with people and be able to enter a room and have something as a conversation starter and be confident. And, you know, so much that music has taught me and particularly hip hop culture in terms of like respect and unity and, and just my personal identity, really. It's like, it's, it shaped that in that way. And I, I think it just, the idea of the podcast is that it's a celebration of that culture, really. So it's like digging a crates is with, a Dutch blog called The Find, who, again, they've been going for a long time now. And Danny Vakins, who runs that, I mean, he's an amazing writer, but he's he's a real kind of linchpin of the scene. And the idea is that both of us got together and we're both in very similar camps where we love great music, where it means something, and artists who are really trying to do something passionately. And we just we just wanted to celebrate that, really. And I go into the interviews without without a kind of president of there's the only real structure is that it's about that one person or, you know, if it's a group, it's about them, but it's, it's very much celebrating them and their journey. And, and, and in regards to guests and things, like who can people expect to hear you talking to? We're going on to the third season now, but I mean, in terms of the, the first two seasons, we've had a real, real mix. I mean, we've, we, um, within the first few, we had Charlie Tuna, who's part of Jurassic five. So, I mean, you know, one of the, best lyricists out there and really recognisable voices. Uh, we have Ramesh Ranganathan as well. So, um, I mean, he's a massive ambassador for hip hop, as you know. I mean, obviously you guys have supported Hip Hop Saved My Life a lot and it's mm. he's he's just a great personality and really nice to talk to him. And that's what I mean is kind of it was talking to him about his love of hip hop and the fact that, you know, he's learning to DJ and his his way into all of that side of things because it's always him talking to people about it, but you don't really hear that many interviews with him about that aspect of his life. Absolutely. So, you know, it was it was really interesting to talk to him. Then there's there's quite a lot of artists who people might not necessarily know the names of as much, but they've been really integral. So um there's a guy called Egon or Ethan Alapart who was the manager for Jay Diller and was involved in that whole kind of stone throw era as well. Really interesting character, like so well spoken and, and amazing stories as well. Um so there's there's an interview with him that's very, very passionate really and, and talking about that time and that era and the development of Diller and Mad Lib and so on. So people like that too. And then there's there's a mix of producers as well. Like there's a, a guy called Damu the Fudge Monk who one of my favourite producers by far, real kind of dusty, beautiful hip-hop sounds, really, really intricate style. And then we've got UK producers like Mecca83, who used to be Rise, and he's just been quietly doing his thing and just amassing this amazing body of beautiful music that, you know, he's he's been supported by Giles Peterson and all these guys, and he's just kind of quietly doing it. And I just, I love his music and he's been a real inspiration to me. So there's people like that. But then we've also got like originators of the scene, like Marley Marl, who he's known as one of the people who invented like drum patterns. The idea is that every, every single season has a mix of people where it may be that their name's not necessarily known to everybody, but they're really doing their thing and doing some amazing work alongside people who are really established within the scene and just doing some amazing things. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a mix in every season, really. And so in regards to, the, you know, some of the aforementioned artists, obviously I imagine many of them are, are, are overseas or in the States, etc. Um, so 
I imagine that you've been recording remotely pre-pandemic anyway, so have you, there's not been a huge shift for you. Is this, am I right in saying that? Yeah, it's, it's been a mix, really. So, like, I mean, I, I love interviewing in person if I can. Some of the interviews that I've got, so like Marley Mile, he came to Bristol a couple of years back, so I interviewed that then. And then Charlie Tuna was, I think that was end of 2019. So, yeah, there's a couple of interviews there where it's been in person. I mean, if I can do it, I mean, I, I love meeting people, you know, and being in that environment. So it's definitely, you know, I love being able to do that. But, yeah, I mean, the the bulk of interviews have now been online. And you're right. I mean, it's not been a, a seismic shift, but it's definitely been a shift in terms of getting used to this as a format and having to use things like Zencaster and the the kinks and glitches that go alongside that and i think i've i've found ways of making it work over time i mean it's been really interesting as a producer as well like going through this process and learning how to i mean it's weird really i've been a a home producer for a long time you know i've had my own home studio set up for a long time and community studios and stuff like that and it just i've worked on my own for a lot but there was something about this period of time that's just made it feel so much i guess harder in a way but also so much more focused mm. you know and it's and it's been interesting trying to keep track of those kind of conversations and those kind of creative processes really because it's just you just can't have someone in the same room as you at all and it's like it's it it almost kind of has to get you to think right what exactly is it that i want to be doing here and it's the same with a podcast really where it's just you can't just stop things so much or kind of shift things around and like you you really have to think a little bit more and prepare that little bit more and you know even just trying to get an interview with someone online i think because everyone's so busy and because everyone's at home their lives become so much of a factor you know previously it's like as as you know i mean like some of the people you're talking to they're professionals in their field and if they're in that environment it's like they'll they'll have their time to talk to someone within the press whereas when they're at home and their kids are running around and all that side of things yeah. I mean, you know, like Ramesh recorded with a, a sheet over his head with his with his task cam you know, like it just <laughs> you know it's, it's like everyone's kind of finding their ways to do these things and like it just there's there's all these kind of strange ways yeah it's that yeah, kind yeah of, it is it's that it gets it gets the punk ethos going you know what what can i do what have i got at my disposal well just sort of to wrap up this a little bit what can listeners expect from from the future what's coming up so i mean we've got a few different things going on so one of the things is that um for the first two seasons we had the same artist so we had simon virgely who was working with us an incredible french artist who's been doing loads of stuff for us and animations and so on and um now we're, we're going to be working with Ross Mullins, who's a Bath-based artist, and he's working on some designs for us. So it kind of graphically things will be different. But in terms of the podcast itself, like we'll be, in a sense, having more of the same, same kind of idea in terms of a continuation of having some really respected artists mixed in with artists who might not necessarily be known as much. But, I mean, we we really want to, I think, in season two, we really found our flow. We found the right structure. Like, we found the sound for it. You know, I think we found that kind of nice rhythm. So I think in terms of the, the style of it now, we've got the style locked down for it. So now it's a case of, 
really trying to explore those artists and make sure that this is as tight as possible and and just some really interesting interviews really you know i mean we we had exile who's a producer from from la who's amazing wrap up season two and we're we're kind of almost taking his story and expanding on that with one of his rhyming partners in at the start of season three so you know, the, the way that I try and see it is almost like a bit of a jigsaw puzzle with the artists that we've got where there's there's tenuous links, but some of them are actually quite strong links that people just aren't aware of. So I, I really like that idea of exploring that where it's like, oh, right, I didn't realise he works with him and, and she works with them and oh, they get to know each other like through that. that. And, yeah, and it's like the... The, the musical landscape that I use as well, like I, I try and do it so that I, I love that element of almost sound design with it and featuring a lot of music from those artists within it so that all of the music is either theirs or something that's inspired them and all the instrumentals and everything is all linked to them in some way. And I'll, I'll try and get it so that the songs are linking in somehow to some of the other podcasts. So, for example, you know, like... Damu the Fudge Monk had worked with artists who'd worked with Exile, who'd worked with Kid Abstract and so on. And kind of, there's all these links musically and they're subtle, but it kind of, those people who know, know. And if they really want to bug out about it, there's kind of like these little linkings. So lots of the artists can actually tie into each other. So it's not actually so much of a jump from these different people as it might seem initially. So, you know, but we've got some amazing people we're talking to and we've got our first um, illustrative artist in season three as well. So really looking forward to that interview coming out. And um, we've got a, a DJ who's been a real kind of initiator within the scene as well. And, you know, again, kind of a number of lyricists and producers and so on as well. So it's a, it's a real nice mix. So yeah, more of the same, but more of the good stuff. Wonderful. Vice Beats, thank you very much. You're welcome, Stu. Thanks for having me. Thank you, James, for that. And uh, let's just go straight into the next one, shall we? The final guest for today's episode. Uh, we are speaking to two people. I say guest, it is guests. And Stu, once again, is having a lovely chat. And he is speaking to Trent and Richard from Business Interrupted. Gentlemen, tell me all about your podcast, please. Trent, oh, I knew you were going to do that. You, you can go, you can go. It's Richard's idea and he dragged me into it so he can lead this one. Well, Trent and I have known each other for a number of years, I think going back about five years now. And we decided at the very start of the pandemic to go into business together which um, isn't something that two very good friends do. And um, it's been quite an interesting ride, hasn't it, in terms of the various highs and lows of kind of going into business. And then we find ourselves about maybe two or three months into the pandemic, having some pretty extraordinary stories about how we were dealing with suppliers and what the pandemic was doing in terms of how you go about building a team, employing people, and about how business was changing so much. So rather than just talking to ourselves about it and in the absence of having a pub to go to and having this conversation over a beer, we decided to stick a microphone in front of us, mainly to start charting some of this stuff down and to catalogue some of the things that we think otherwise we, we would have forgotten mm. about. So it really came from this cool moment of 
you know, we've both worked in business for, for a little bit of time and we wanted to just kind of chart and catalogue what the pandemic was doing to, to business across 2020. And it's been pretty well received so far. Yes, and all right. I mean, we still have a beer just because pubs are shot. We do have a beer. <laughs> it's a good excuse for it as well. Exactly, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been a really interesting one. And, and so had you, either of you had any sort of background in podcasting? Not at all. I mean, I'd only really listened to a couple of podcasts. So I listened to the Property Hub podcast for like many years, just kind of tracking that because I was interested in that. But other than that, my wife's a big fan of Chris and Rosie Ramsey, but not really, to be honest. I think it was your idea, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of my idea to try and catalogue and chart it. I mean, my background is in in broadcast, so I've dabbled in in radio really rather than podcasting. And um, so I've, I've, I've run a radio station before in the past, but I've never really been in front of a microphone for uh, a good 15 years or so. But there's something very cathartic and something quite therapeutic about getting in front of a microphone. And um, we didn't know if it was going to work or not. No, but we, it turns out it's therapy, it's <laughs> random rants, it's a, a bit of everything. Bit, a little bit, yeah. And so when you decided that you was going to go for it and record it, how did you sort of settle on the concept for it? I think so the, the the title was key. We dabbled with the title for a long time and we ended up being business interrupted because we we're our business partners. Obviously, we're kind of both into it. That's our world. But the reason we interrupt is because we might one week want to talk about something very business related in terms of what might have happened with I mean, we've had lots of issues this last year with the biggest companies on the planet. So if we want to rave, rant about that, that's fine. But the reason we called it Interrupt is like, well, what else is going on in the world that we're kind of interested in that's having a massive impact on business and on us? So it kind of left it open-ended to where it could go. And we are quite opinionated about a few things. So it just, it means it's open to us. Yeah, we, we kind of believe that businesses and business practices and business models will be shifted quite significantly by what's happened across this pandemic. And as a starting point, that's where we came from, this this whole idea of does it have to be like that? And do businesses, are they set up to do, you know, remote working? Can you build a team? Can you recruit people in the middle of a pandemic while being socially distanced? And what was really interesting, as we've been recording this, the stories that were coming back to us from friends and our networks and people who are working for very big businesses, they were all having quite a difficult time readjusting to the working conditions that they were in. And it was kind of interesting for us to, to, to watch it, to observe it, but then to hear back about how certain sectors were being affected by it. I mean, we did one on the cinema industry, which went mm-hmm. down really, really well to try to understand how people in the entertainment sector were being affected by it. And we were just, I think we're quite curious people yeah. by nature, aren't we? We're, we're kind of interested to know what's happening out there and, about how the pandemic has interrupted business and business practices. So that's really where the concept kind of came from. And I think being in the fortunate position we're in of, of being able to lead and run a company of, of 50 odd people or whatever, one of, so one of the big things of the last five, 10 years is that work-life balance is becoming a problem and because of tech and because of nonstop work, it's overtaking people's personal lives. But the thing is, every negative can be a positive and everything can be spanned in a different way. And we're very much of the opinion, rather than business overtake your personal life or your work life, overtake your personal life, become a real issue. We want to flip that on its head and say, bring your home life and your personal life to work. There shouldn't really be any different. We want everybody to be friends and and buddies and, and just no different from outside of work to work. So it's kind of looking at that as well. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, when we look at businesses and, and we see that, you know, the, the shift in the landscape to obviously everybody working from, 
you know, from home. And what's been quite interesting that you've started a podcast in during this. So many people that were existing podcasters have had to readjust the way that they record as well. So, and 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 it's like I'm sure many businesses will now be, you know, looking at the future as we start to kind of find the restrictions, the exit plan being in place. I think a lot of businesses are going to definitely draw a lot from what's happened in the last year and realise that people can be very proactive and productive at home, working remotely. And yeah, and I just think it's it's been really interesting that you started the podcast whilst in lockdown, whereas so many podcasters started having to readjust and work out how they were going to do things differently. And the positives that that's offered me as a podcaster personally outside of of, of pod bible is has been endless you know from you know the, the the kind of traditional setup of find a guest guest comes to studio sit there record and you know you can jump on on a, on a zoom call like we're doing now and you can all of a sudden now you're talking to people all over the world i think so many you know hopefully the the abilities that zoom calls and google hangouts and such has, has presented to everybody over the last year that has made us so comfortable now using them things will mean that we will work smarter. We won't have to keep going into London for a 45-minute meeting and losing a whole day, you know. We can now do that like we're doing this podcast, and I think that will enable us, hopefully, to to get that work-life balance even even better. Yeah, I think, I think the physical shift of where somebody works has obviously changed because people are working from home now. But where they actually work doesn't matter too much in terms of what they're doing. But what it has done is it sucked businesses into people's homes, home lives. Absolutely. Like, or it might have been a, you work for us eight or five. After, after that, do what you want. And we don't really care about you as long as you're doing your job. But because now it's evolved into the same thing and people are caring about people's mental health and what they're doing at home and if they're okay and stuff. It's all been convoluted a little bit in that is that it's not about the physical space of where that person works. It's about, okay, how can we integrate the two to work alongside seamlessly? Yeah, I get that. Totally get that. So moving forwards uh, with the podcast as we're coming out of lockdown, continuing? Yeah, I mean, 100%. One of the things we thought in the very early days was do we have enough subjects and content to be able to get through the first 10 and we'll see how it goes after the first 10 and there's probably not a day goes by where we don't write another list of another five things that we we want to talk about or we get people suggesting can you cover something on that as well so it is quite interesting to see how straightforward it is and I think it's because we're mates anyway that we kind of know what makes us tick so from a content point of view we're definitely going to keep it going because I yeah. think we're only scratching the surface as to what's happening with business right now. The real test is going to come in the next few weeks when things start opening up and businesses, whether they keep their promises about trusting their staff to work from home, when people go out and readjust to this new post um, COVID-19 world, what that actually means. So definitely, I think this is probably going to be the most interesting part of the pandemic now when mm. we start to open up and see how people readjust to it again so i think we're really just kind of starting the podcast yeah. right now i think we always said that if we get bored or if we run out of things to say then we'll stop it because evidently that whoever's happened to be listening to it will just pick up on that and not listen to it so it'll be pointless but yeah i think i think now we're in a place where people can start coming back to work i am very much aware that it isn't quite the same at home, especially when you've got team activities and stuff and you've got this network of people that you need to have immediate back and forth. It isn't quite the same, but we're never going to say everybody has to come to the office now because 
there's another layer of trust. It's like everybody else knows that it's not quite the same, but we'll leave it up to you whether you're coming in one day a week, five days a week or three days a week. So it's going to be really interesting to see potentially the big businesses that might have made a bold statement of nobody's ever coming to the office again or that have been a bit unsure as to how they kind of go about the next route because was it just for a bit of advertising or marketing and did they actually believe what they said Mm -hmm. or are they really showing them that trust? Yeah, absolutely. And for people that want to check out the podcast, do you want all the usual places? We are. Spotify and... Yeah, we're on all the relevant platforms and... I mean, I think the best way to summarize the podcast, it, it, it does take a few diversions into what kind of, you know, really interests us at the time. But the subtext of the podcast really isn't just about business. It's about almost charting whether or not we can actually get on and work together because we made a <laughs> commitment as, as, as best mates to see if we could actually make this work. So we kind of said that if by the end of the 10 episodes, if the podcast dies a death, it's kind of meant that we've had a massive Barney. You know, <laughs> the underlying kind of soap opera beneath the podcast is trying to establish whether or not we can actually still be kind of uh, mates while also working together. So the jury's still out on that. Mm. One, so we'll just have to keep the podcast going until such times as we have a massive ride. Yeah. I, I think it also, it, it, we might be told that we need a 20 episode plan. And we need to be speaking about this specific, because if somebody wants to listen to a podcast, they find something or a topic that they like, and they listen to it because they like the topic. Thus far, we have gone completely off piece on every single episode. We've talked about gambling addiction, crypto, leadership. It's just been, who knows what will happen. And it's definitely been wearing your heart on your sleeve kind of a podcast. You've cried twice in the <laughs> podcast, and we've only done about eight episodes so far. So it's a very, very honest account as well. And there's something about just putting a microphone in front of you. And if, if, you know, if you're good mates, then we seem to be able to kind of get under the surface Make a little bit, cry, don't we? Yeah. Make you cry a little <laughs> bit. So it's a very honest listen, but we don't really hold anything back at all. There's no restrictions to anything we really talk about. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Pleasure. There you go. Thank you so much to Trent and Richard for coming on and having a chat with Stu. Thanks to Stu, of course, for uh, hosting all of those conversations today. Uh, I've said it before, but I always love it when uh, I get to listen to chats that I haven't had because, you know, it's new. It's fresh. I'm not just re-listening to myself uh, ask questions. So thanks again to Stu and thanks to all of our guests. By all means, I implore you to go and check out Changemakers, Digging the Crates and Business Interrupted. Give them a little listen, give them a subscribe, uh, a follow is what I should probably say. That's the big news in podcasting, isn't it, at the moment? that We're not going to be asked to subscribe. We're going to be asked to follow podcasts moving forward on Apple. Uh, and I expect that will uh, spread out everywhere else. Um, so, yeah, thank you for coming on, guys, and for chatting about your podcasts. Um, if you're interested in making your own podcast, then by all means, check out our Himalaya series, How to Make a Podcast. Go to Himalaya.com forward slash pod. Uh, where you will get a free 14-day trial and you can check out all of our episodes there. Um, social media-wise, we're at PodBible. You can email info at podbiblemag.com. Uh, podbiblemag.com is obviously the website where you can go and read that brand new magazine with my dad wrote a porno on the cover. Uh, we also have chats with Sangeeta Pillai, who uh, hosts Masala Podcast. We've got um, our top picks of Eddie Izzard's guest appearances. Uh, we've got the author, Nicholas Shukla, recommending uh, or telling us what his top five podcasts are at the moment. Uh, and we've got loads of the, the usual reviews, recommendations and all that good stuff. So have a look, podbiblemag.com. And also sign up for the newsletter. If you don't get the newsletter every week, 
you're missing out. Comes out every Wednesday, loads of extra bonus stuff. And also you get the magazine a day early. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Thanks to everybody for listening. We are very uh, proud to be part of the ACAST Creator Network and even more happy to have Buddy Peace as our producer and editor. So thanks again to Buddy. All right, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week for episode 80 of the Pod Bible Podcast.